It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. All right, it's a Wednesday crossover, everybody. Matt Derry locked on Lions. Marcus Mosher locked on Cowboys. Detroit will host Dallas coming up on Sunday. It's the Wednesday crossover. Marcus, is, uh, as always, man, a pleasure to, uh, to talk to you and and certainly down in Dallas, the uh, same as Detroit, kind of licking the wounds from a bad loss this past Sunday, huh? Hey, Matt, uh, it's, it's nice to be on with you. But, and yeah, the Cowboys, um, this is a big game. They, they need to win over Detroit after losing a, a heartbreaking game to Minnesota. Uh, I think these are, you know, I, I don't want to say loser-leave-town games for the Cowboys and Lions, but it kind of feels that way. Both of these teams really need a win to keep their playoff hopes alive. But you guys are in a division where it's winnable. The Lions are not. Um, I, I look at the Cowboys' schedule and I see, you know, you win all the games you're supposed to win against bad teams, but the, the Cowboys aren't, aren't exactly performing very well against good teams, correct? Yeah, and that's the most frustrating thing is because you, you look at this Cowboys team and you see all the talent at all the positions, but they just can't figure out a way to put four good quarters together and beat a I, I don't even know if the Vikings are considered a really good team, but they're a competent team. They can't beat teams of that caliber, uh, you know, even when they're missing, you know, a player like Adam Thielen. They couldn't beat the Saints when they're missing a Drew Brees or the Packers when they're missing a Devontae Adams. Uh, so it's been frustrating. It's, it's been a frustrating year this year for the Cowboys. Lions, same thing, dude. Uh, you know, 3-5-1 and one through nine games. It was 2-0-1 at one point and one of the only unbeaten teams. It's kind of ironic. The Lions are only one of three teams this season that, that have led in every game. And you and I were talking off air. I mean, this is a, this is a better football team than, you know, I, I think it appears at least record-wise. But again, with, but again, you know, Marcus, I mean, they can't stop anybody. And I'm thinking this weekend, Zeke Elliott, Cowboys off a loss, Dak having a pretty good year, and the, and the Cowboys offensive line. I think this could be this could be a long day for the Lions. What do you think? Yeah, well, well, let's talk about why the Lions are struggling. Because when you look at that team, you know, on paper, that defensive line is scary. I mean, I've always been a big fan of uh, Trey Flowers. Uh, Snacks Harrison has been a player who has haunted the Cowboys in the past. Uh, is it just the linebackers that have struggled for Detroit? Is it the, the secondary? What's been the biggest problem for them, You know, just not being able to get off the field? Well, you just said it, and, and it's not your fault. You're watching the Cowboys. I, I, you know, I'm watching the Lions. The Lions' D-line has been a huge disappointment. Uh, you know, Trey Flowers is a good football player, but at $18 million a year, to only have four sacks, he hasn't been great. Uh, Snacks Harrison got his extension, got some extra money this this off season, uh, or, or this you know this tra- at training camp will get paid next year a lot, and has not had a great year from from a run stuffing perspective. Romeo Quara had eight and a half sacks last year. He's been uh, null and void. Ashawn Robinson's been meh. I mean, teams have had all day to throw, and you look at Trubisky this past Sunday. You know, the Lions gave up a passer rating to Mitchell Trubisky of 131. Yeah, 50, that's rough. 50 points higher, Marcus. I mean, that's that's unacceptable. That, that's rough. And 
for the Cowboys, you know, the way that they're going to try to attack Detroit is they're going to try to run the ball on first down a lot. They're going to try to set up the play action. Uh, my question to you, Matt, is uh, Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup have killed teams this year when they're healthy. Do you expect the Lions to be able to match up with those two receivers? Darius Slay is still a very good player. and I, I said yesterday on the show I kind of went with a positive spin, and I said it's doldrums and, and just down in the dumps here in Detroit for another lost season, it looks like. And I said, here's five positives that I had do see through, through nine games, and one of them has been Darius Slay. And Darius has mouthed off a little bit. He was unhappy about his contract. He was unhappy about uh, Quandre Diggs getting traded. Uh, so he has not been the most loyal soldier here. Well, not not loyal, but m- maybe he hasn't been the most quiet. But he's still a shutdown corner. I still think he's a guy that takes away half the field, and I'm sure he'll be on Cooper a lot. But the issue is going to be how much time will Dak Prescott have to throw? The line's already very good uh, down there in Dallas, whether it's run blocking or pass blocking, in my opinion. And you know, the Lions just don't blitz. They just don't send a lot of people. So to get home against Dak Sunday, that's that's a huge concern. Uh, what about the linebackers? Because that's been kind of a hot button issue for a lot of people around the you know the NFL. Some people really like Jared Davis. I'm not one of those people. Uh, what what do you think about this linebacker core so far this year? Oh, it's 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 not good. Uh, Jared Davis is in his third year. He's the quarterback of the defense, as Paul Pasqualoni said yesterday. Yet, PFF has him graded as one of the lowest middle linebackers in the league. I know he was the lowest graded going into last week, although he, he picked up an 81.5 grade and had a, a decent game Sunday against the Bears. But he's not, you know, you guys have, 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 have Jalen Smith and... and and Vander Ash, and those are two guys that I would die for the Lions to have. I mean, those are prototypical, tough, run run sideline to sideline at times linebackers, and the Lions just don't have that. They just extended Christian Jones and gave him a two-year extension, and, and he's no good. So that that's a huge problem. And, you know, I haven't seen a lot of Jason Witten this year. You could tell me, but to me, if I'm Dallas, you know, you start with Zeke, like you said, and run the football because the Lions' run defense hasn't been good. But play action, getting the tight ends involved, that's a weakness for the Lions is covering those guys. Yeah, I think what Dallas is probably going to try to do is run a lot of in-breaking routes to challenge those linebackers in pass coverage. Uh, one of the things that we've seen so far this year is Prescott has been incredible on slants and digs, uh, especially to Amari Cooper. Randall Cobb has certainly helped out there. Uh, Blake Jarwin, their second tight end, has made some plays. So uh, when the Cowboys have gone against some weak linebackers, that seems to be the way they attack it rather than uh, just throwing the ball to the tight end or the running back over and over. They just try to get those linebackers in space covering receivers. I would expect that to to happen again this week. Uh, Really quickly, Matt, uh, Detroit's edge rushers. Uh, The Cowboys have Tyron Smith and Lyle Collins. I thought both played really well against Daniil Hunter and Everson Griffin last week. Uh, who do you expect to go up against those two tackles this week? Well, you know, it starts with Trey Flowers, and, and like I said, I think the Lions will tell you that, yes, he's making $18 million a year, but he's been really, really good. Just the sack numbers aren't there, and that's not who he is. He's not, like you said, a Daniil Hunter or, or, or any of the Bosa family. Uh, but, but he sets the edge, does a decent job against the run. I just, you know, to me, there's just not enough from the edge that's getting home and getting to the quarterback, and it's been all year, going back to the second half of the Arizona game in week one against Kyler Murray. You know, Oquara has been kind of a non-factor, like I, like we talked about. Uh, you know, if Deshaun Hand is healthy, he could play a little bit inside and outside. Devon Kennard, supposed to be a rush guy as an outside linebacker, 
and it just hasn't happened and and that's you know that's obviously a concern every week but especially against like you said I mean Tyron Smith and and, and Collins who of course every team passed on but I would lo- would have loved for the Lions to have given him an opportunity through that whole controversial thing years ago those are just really really good bookend bookend guys I, I guess you know going back to the Cowboys offense for a second what's what's been the weak spot why why the inconsistencies at times this year Oh, it's been for just a lot of different reasons. It's not really one player. It's just a lot of execution issues. Uh, we can start with the interior of their offensive line. Uh, Connor Williams, the, the tackle that they moved to guard uh, from the 2018 draft, he's been okay, but he's actually going to miss this game after suffering a knee injury. That means Xavier Suofilo is going to slide into that spot. Uh, Cowboy fans are very mixed on him. Some love him, some hate him. Uh, I'm not a big fan. He's just way too inconsistent for me. Uh, and then maybe their biggest problem has been Travis Frederick. Uh, unfortunately, he hasn't been able to, you know, replicate the, the seasons we saw in 2016, 2017 after uh, missing all of last year. Last week against Minnesota, he really struggled against their interior defensive linemen who, you know, weren't very good, especially with Limbaugh Joseph out. Uh, it's been just, you know, uh, every week it seems like it's one or two players having an off game. And that's what's caused them to struggle. But uh, to, to put that in perspective, this is still the number one offense in DVOA. It's number two in scoring. It's still a really good offense, but they do have times where they look sloppy and inconsistent and everything just looks a little choppy. That's the voice of Marcus Mosher, Locked on Cowboys. Matt Derry, Locked on Lions. We'll take a break, and when we come back, Detroit offense versus Dallas defense. We'll get into that on the Wednesday crossover. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, Matt and Marcus with you. Locked On Crossover Wednesday. Locked On Lions, Locked On Cowboys. Detroit hosting Dallas on Sunday. Uh, you know, Marcus, when you look at this game, you look at the schedule ahead for the Cowboys with, with the Lions on the road, Patriots on the road in back-to-back games. Uh, not Never going to be an easy task, but uh, Dallas defensively, let's get into that a little bit. How have they been playing? Uh, not well. Uh, their linebackers have been, you know, we actually mentioned them in the, the first segment, but the linebackers have not played well this season. Jalen Smith and Leighton Van Rush have both taken a pretty big step backwards. Uh, both have really struggled in the run game. Uh, their defensive tackles have been atrocious this year. Uh, they can't find any consistency there. And it seems like if a team is committed to running the ball on Dallas, uh, they can do so. We saw Aaron Jones carve up the Cowboys. Oh, yeah. We saw Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison carve up the Cowboys. Uh, we'll see We'll see what Detroit can do, but it's a, it's a defensive line that has really struggled to, to stop any rushing attacks. That, though, that's that's right in the wheelhouse of what the Lions need because Detroit, although they ran the football a little bit better this past Sunday against the Bears, they kind of had to because Jeff Driscoll was a quarterback and not Matthew Stafford. And you and I recording this on Wednesday morning, you know, the Matthew Stafford situation is certainly going to be a fluid one. I, I, I anticipate 
a game day decision again, a game time decision again with Stafford because he wants to play. And, and of course, with his family back home and friends back in Texas watching this one, you know he's going to want to be out there. But, you know, reported broken bones in his back, uh, Lions being very hush-hush about it, very Patriot-esque in terms of they didn't even have him on the injury report changed from questionable to doubtful on Saturday morning when they probably should have been doing that. And the league's even investigating some of that. But, uh, you know, the run game for Detroit, going back to it, no carry on Johnson, out injured. They're they're basically down to possibly two backs. I anticipate them signing another one soon um, with, with uh, J.D. McKissick and Paul Perkins. That's the best they can do. But they need to face a D-line that's that they can... Uh, uh, you know, run through. I, I you mentioned that Packers game. My God, the holes that Aaron Jones ran through in that in that Dallas Packer game a few weeks ago. That was stunning to me. I haven't seen a Dallas defense give up that much space in a long time. Yeah, it's just one of those things where the Cowboys have a lot of talent, but for some reason this defense just isn't playing together as a unit. You have way too many guys doing their own thing. You have defense tackles getting up the field instead of playing in their gaps. Uh, it's it's a really rough run defense right now, and you know, listen, if, if the Cowboys get up on a team, if they get up seven, you know, points, ten points, it's not that big of a deal. If they can force teams into passing situations. That's where they want to be in with all their speed on defense and all the talented edge rushers. But if a team is committed to running the ball twenty, twenty-five times a game. You know, they can really bleed the clock. And, you know, there was a drive that Minnesota had where they had 10 straight runs on Dallas to get them down to the one-yard line. I think Detroit could do that again to the Cowboys this week. I was surprised, too. I saw some of that game where I think it was that goal-to-go situation with the Vikings where they ran four straight. They didn't even try to pass. And it was like Dalvin Cook left, Dalvin Cook right. I think they tried the fullback, and then they went to Dalvin on fourth down, and eventually they punched it in. That That tells you a little something, doesn't it? Yeah, this this Dallas defense isn't the same that we saw last year for whatever reason. It's not as physical. Teams are not afraid to run sideline to sideline on the Cowboys. Uh, it's a problem. And as we get into you know later November, December, teams are going to realize that you don't have to pass against the Cowboys. You can run against them at will. We'll see if the Cowboys can do anything to stop Detroit's uh, rushing attack this week. Who uh, who do you have Marcus uh, g- covering Mark Kenny Gall- uh, Kenny Galladay this week? Marvin Jones obviously pretty good too. The Lions love their wide receivers, um, but but what about uh, Dallas's corners and and who do you think would be uh, checking Kenny Galladay? Well, I don't see anybody covering Galladay well, and that's going to be a problem. Uh, Jadobi Wuzier, who is the Cowboys' number two cornerback, has been picked on all season long. Uh, he's just he's really tight on the receivers. He just can never find the ball. And quarterbacks are learning that now. You, you can throw the ball to your number one receiver against the Wuzier, uh, and you have no fear that it's going to be picked off because he just doesn't locate it. Uh, Byron Jones is still playing at a, yeah, I'd say, near Pro Bowl level. Uh, but, again, teams have just decided to ignore him and throw at a Wuzier. Uh, that's been a problem. Uh, you mentioned Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay. I think it's one of the most underrated wide receiver cores in the league. Uh, we we don't get to talk about Galladay enough. I think he's become a really good player, even though he's a little inconsistent week to week. Uh, I, I will be interested to see what the Cowboys do with Jordan Lewis, who has been playing more time as the, the Cowboys slot corner, the number two corner. Uh, I think he's a really good player, but he doesn't really have the size to match up with Galladay and Marvin Jones. So it's going to be an interesting little back and forth there. Uh, what do you anticipate the, the the Lions doing with their passing attack? Do you see Marvin Jones and Galladay moving sides? Do you see them trying to pick on one cornerback? How do you anticipate that going? 
It's funny because at the start of the year, Daryl Bevel, the new offensive coordinator, came in, and Matt Patricia, and everybody talked about, all right, this is going to be a run-first team. We're going to establish the run. And it's like, well, wait a minute. Don't you have a $30 million quarterback in, in Matthew Stafford? Why, what are you doing? And, you know, for the most part, the start of the year, you could tell the offense was a little bit different. Three tight end looks at times with Logan Thomas, uh, Jesse James, and their first-round pick, TJ Hawkinson. And, of course, only the Detroit Lions are drafting tight ends, you know, three times this century or this decade uh, in the first round. Then they take Hawkinson at eight. He is going to be a good football player. But, Marcus, I think you know you're drafting top ten. They have to be high impact right away. And Hawkinson, other than week one, hasn't been that. But to kind of answer your question, number one, if Stafford's not healthy, the Lions aren't winning. I mean, and it's not even a knock on Jeff Driscoll. Stafford's really been really good this year. Driscoll's Driscoll. But Galladay and Jones, you're right, add a different dimension. You know, Galladay usually on the outside, not exactly a burner. I think probably their fastest guy in their deep threat is is this kid Marvin Hall, who once a game seems to get behind the defense for a 50-yard pass. But, uh, you know... Amendola in the slot against Lewis, you know, third and eight. Can he shake free of Jordan Lewis, a guy everybody loves around here from Michigan? That's probably the, a fun matchup to watch. Uh, I just don't think the Lions have utilized the tight end. We heard all offseason, we saw it in training camp, tight end, tight end, tight end. And they have a much better group than they had a year ago. But they just haven't utilized those guys enough or, 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 or consistently properly in order to get wins. It's been frustrating. Can we talk a little bit about Matthew Stafford? Because I, I, I want to talk about how much I appreciate his game. Uh, I got to see him up close in the Oakland game earlier this season. Uh, and that was one of the best games I think I've ever seen Matthew Stafford play. It's a shame that they, they lost that game because he was excellent. Uh, I don't think the national media has caught on to just how well he is playing. And that's why it's so hard when he suffers his back injury because you want to see him put together just a fantastic 16-game season. Uh, and it's, it stinks for him that he's not able to do that. Uh, can you tell the Cowboy fans just how well Stafford is playing this season? This has been arguably his – well, he's he's had some huge years. Going back to the 2011 season, he was great. Um, the last couple years have not been great, and the fans have started to grumble a little bit. And when you have a guy here for 10 years and he hasn't won a playoff game, he is the face of the franchise, and you kind of point the finger. But going into this year, I think the expectations were they're going to take the they're going to put some shackles on him. This is going to be a running team. He's not even going to get to do what he what he usually does. And instead, you know, it's scrapped two, three, four games in. He's throwing it 40 times again. He's throwing it deep again. He's putting up some gaudy numbers. They're losing, and it's kind of the same old Lions situation. Stafford puts up big time numbers. You know, the, the detractors will call him Stat uh, Stat Padford, but in, let's let's be honest here. He's been fantastic, like you said, with no run game, with their first round pick being a little bit disappointing, uh, and now with this injury. You know, I I don't know. I I I I think that he'll play Sunday. Uh, I think they'll find a way to get him back out there. And, you know, like I said, against his hometown team, I think he'll perform. He's had time to throw. The O-line's been decent when it comes to pass blocking. The run blocking's been another story. Keep an eye on Rick Wagner as well at right tackle. He might. He's going through concussion protocol, and if he's out, Tyrell Crosby's been okay, but that could be a, that could be a, a Lawrence day uh, on Sunday. If, uh, but, but no, Stafford, to answer your question, has been really good. Yeah, that's where I'm looking to see if, if Stafford does play. I'm looking at that Detroit offensive line. Uh, a ton of first-round picks across the entire unit with uh, you know Taylor Decker and Frank Ragnow. 
Uh, how is the unit played as, as a whole? You mentioned they've been okay in pass protection. Is there one spot that's been, you know, maybe the weak link? Uh, what are your views on the Detroit offensive line this season? I mean, it's it's been the same old again, and I hate to use that word, but uh, again, pass blocking, not a problem. Stafford's only been sacked a handful of times, I think five times, uh, or not five times, 17 times. But you look up and go, all right, Decker had a really bad game in week one against the Cardinals. Is he going to get extended, you know, as a former first-rounder? Ragnow, I like. I think he's been good at center. They, they keep rotating at right guard with, with Graham Glasgow and Kenny Wiggins. And they say they like that, and it's a depth move. I think that's more of a statement publicly that we will not be bringing Glasgow back next year. Uh, Joe Dahl, left guard's fine. Uh, Wagner, for the money he got, fine. It's just, you know... It, as a group, they're solid pass blocking, but they just haven't been able to run block. It's been years since the Lions can say, hey, we know we got a 13, 1,400-yard rusher and a beast behind there. I mean, on Johnson's good, but the, the, the holes just aren't there. And they've tried different schemes. They've tried fullbacks. They've tried pulling guys. And the run blocking just has not been there with the pass blocking, other than these, uh, the Arizona game when Chandler Jones and uh, uh, Terrell Suggs went off. Lions haven't had a, a day where they've been ambushed with Stafford, so we'll see how that goes this Sunday. I, you know, again, I we, let's make a quick prediction here at the end. I, I don't see a way the Lions win. I think Dallas is a better team, and with Zeke and and your O line getting off the field is going to be a difficult task for Detroit on Sunday. What, what are you thinking? This one's tough for me because the Cowboys have really struggled in the first half of games this year. They've let everybody jump on them to early starts. Uh, and Stafford has been a guy who has historically played really well against the Cowboys. Having this game being in Detroit, uh, if he does play, I expect him to put up some big numbers with the Cowboys' struggling defense. I think this game is going to be closer than what maybe people think. Uh, you know, I, I mentioned Snacks Harrison and Trey Flowers. You've been, you know, you said they've been a little bit disappointing this year, but it does feel like those guys match up well against the Cowboys' offensive line. It, it just feels like this is going to be a game to me that comes down to the fourth quarter. Uh, I'll say the Cowboys win a close one. I'll say like 27-24, but I don't think this is going to be a blowout like a lot of people anticipate. Lions have been in every game, uh, Marcus. If you look at the three five zero one record and you go through the games, other than Minnesota, you know, breaking out in the fourth quarter with a double digit lead. Other than that, no, the Lions have played hard. They have. It's not like they've quit, but um, this is. I think this is going to be a difficult task uh, for them, even if Stafford is is healthy. Marcus, appreciate the time. It was fun. Yeah, thanks, Matt. Anytime. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.